0: As economies in Asia move towards some semblance of post-pandemic normal, one observable trend is the continuing shift away from purely traditional cash and check methods of payment to a diverse landscape that includes digital wallets, digital currencies, and innovative fintech solutions in addition to the traditional methods of payment. Now, propelling this growth of non-cash transactions is a consumer base that is becoming accustomed to cross-border transactions, e-wallets, instant payments, and QR code solutions. With the Asian Development Bank forecasting the digital economies of the Asia-Pacific region to be worth up to 1 trillion U.S. dollars, how should CFOs of corporate entities approach the evolving payment landscape? In this podcast for Future CFO, Edward Metzger, Vice President for Payments Efficiency at LexisNexis Risk Solutions, shares his perspective on capturing the opportunities under an evolving payment landscape. Ed, welcome to Podcasts for Future CFO.
1: Well, thank you very much for for having me here. It's great to be here and great to share some thoughts on uh, payments in
0: 2024. Before we go into the future, let's first look at the recent past and current situation. How has the payments landscape changed over the past few years, especially post-pandemic?
1: There's been a couple of key Changes, I think. One was um the acceleration of the existing trend of digitization of payments. So you know, COVID just accelerated a trend that's been you know we've seen over the last 20 years to getting people to send payments digitally and away from traditional channels like physical locations, branches, etc. And that's you know, really in some markets has been an incredible leap forward, in others has just been an acceleration. So that's trend number Number one. Trend number two, which I think is linked to it, but is, but is a separate one, is that more and more regulators around the world have been pushing for uh, instant payment systems, typically yeah. fact, uh, you know, real-time gross settlement. And we've seen some you know, absolutely transformative projects in India with uh, UPI and in Brazil with Pix. But everywhere around, around the world, we have a consistent trend of regulators moving transactions away from the next decade. Day, next three day, instant payments, and then the third one I think is, is also an important mega trend, which is customer expectations. Over the last few years, uh, you know, again a continuing trend, but we've all got used to doing everything digitally online, and you expect things to work the first time. So you know, I, I having everyone's uh, over COVID got used to uh, the um, ordering food online and again expecting it to turn up immediately, and that puts into question then why, when I send money internationally, why does it take three days to get? So I think those three elements, digitization, instant payments, and and changing customer expectations have really created a perfect payment storm for those of us involved in the payments industry.
0: All of that is great if you are the consumer and merchants, but what about corporate entities? What is the impact of instant payments in terms of how the CFO manages the finance of the organization?
1: Great, yeah. So I think real-time payments is a challenge but probably that's not the main challenge for corporates i think you know now for instance in the us they've just launched fed now but the instant payment scheme but the reality is still for most corporates payments are not instant today although that trend is growing right i think the main thing is around corporates wanting to have control of their payment infrastructure and their payment experience both for processing payments for their customers and also doing payments in their own name so i think the key challenge there is efficiency it's about how do I know that payments are being executed correctly and I don't have to handle lots of exceptions and errors when I'm doing my payments. I don't have to I don't lose money. And then I'll talk about at the end as well the one particular challenge, which is the rise of fraud. But the main way you know that we see in the market and our customers tell us about that is important for corporates is getting payments right first time. That's where this the instant payment comes in because with instant payments, that's of making sure you get the payment right first time it's, it matters immediately um, rather than the next day or overnight. And how can you do that? well uh, that the key is having the right data to create the payment message and ensure that it's going to get to the end destination when you want it and how you want it And that's what again you know when when I, I, I've just come back from uh, two weeks in Singapore and in India and you know all our customers were telling us that it's about how do we get the right data, validate what we're, what we're about to execute, because when you execute an international payment, there's no going back, it's gone. So you have to make sure you get the right information and that you've verified that information. The other element, I think, that's challenging for corporate treasurers is around the the rise of push payment fraud. So push payment fraud is an, an unhappy consequence of that, those two megatrends, digitization and the rise of in instant payment systems, which is that more and more we see account-to-account payments being used as a forward vector and where it comes for corporates that's the most common Topic we hear about from our customers is I'm worried about push payment fraud. I'm worried about invoice fraud. And and there it's about you know how, how do you know that you're doing it right? What's well, about like right layers of defenses, controls to mitigate that risk. But the the gold standard is what you know very much aligned to where we are going as a business, which is what data can you have to confirm the person you're paying, the person or the company that you are paying is in fact the owner of the account, and that's why One of our key hypotheses is we need to enable our partners and our customers to do that and to help us do that. We've launched Safe Payment Verification, which is a service which checks the name of the payment against the name of the that owns the account, the destination account, because that's what our customers are telling us is increasingly a concern for corporate treasurers.
0: Given this direction towards instant payments, what are the key challenges that CFOs must grapple with as their organizations move to adopt these instant payment solutions?
1: yeah so i think the key challenge for real-time payments is as i said you have to take a decision at the point you execute the, the payment okay. in international payments that, that plays out a little bit differently but increasingly you know the real time is uh, or near real time is a, is an element in the international payments and so the key thing is there is having the right information and in particular there you, you have two challenges i think when in, international payments probably mainly one in domestic so international you have to know which entity am i sending the money to do i understand what that entity is and does my customer who's executing the payment if, if i'm a payment processor do they understand what what entity that they're sending money to and then the second challenge is you know am i sending it to the right account Um, and domestic payments is much more on the the latter am i sending it to the right account because generally they tend to be uh, higher trust environments with a limited number of players so so what can be used to make a difference there is around having the right being able to verify the data about the institution to which you're sending and when that's our when we think about that it's uh, one of our core products is, is the uh, our, our set of data around all the banks in the world, over 21,000 banks, uh, which enable our customers to verify and validate, okay, do I understand the entity that my customer is trying to send the money to? And then, as I've mentioned, that ownership of the destination count is a key theme that we just see continuously all again and again we'll be rolling out that service as an international one and the first in the market be able to cover multiple regions offering that that service there's one other element I think I, I just want to talk about, which is when we look at fraud, the other big question that many customers have is, do I understand that, that who's sending the payment? Um, am I really talking to my own customer? And that's where, again, LexisNexis with Solutions is very active. And we have a number of, of solutions which help verify, is the sender of this money who I think is sending them money because that's often one of the four vectors that we see that our customers are suffer from and then all of this has to be wrapped up though i think in the overwhelming need i talked about one of the mega trends being changing customer expectations and what that means is customers expect a great customer experience. You know, you expect your you know, a, a straight through process with all your errors fixed, so you know what to do uh, on the spot rather than having to send the payment off and then being contacted by customer services two or three days later. And so the key about those services is about validating the entity that the, your customer's sending to and the ownership of the account It's doing it in the front end. So that it, the only real person who knows what's happening is the person who's sending the payment, who's executing. So what we do is we, um, in response to our, you know, the demand of the market, is we've wrapped up those services into an API. So our customers, in their screen, on their digital app, their web app, as the customer is in- inputting payment details or saving some uh, an IBAN for future use, they can validate in that moment Yes, it's like, right. you know, this is the entity you're sending to. So in other words, the, the customer experience is very good because the customer can fix the problems themselves on the spot rather than have to wait and have a have a negative experience with lots of touch points later down the track. So that customer experience, being able to balance the fight against fraud with security, the key is focusing on how to do that in a way that is seamless for the customer and allows them to have that great customer experience.
0: Efficiency remains a high priority for CFOs. What does the CFO need to put together as they look to service providers like LexisNexis Risk Solutions?
1: Yeah, so, so I think, I mean, first of all, I totally agree with you, efficiency is a real challenge and I think efficiency, you know, merges out of a number of different parts of a value chain. I think one of them that we haven't talked about today is the importance of optimizing your liquidity management. And that's related to making sure you don't have too many exceptions. And why is liquidity important? Liquidity, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, we've lived for a very strange period. Interest rates were zero. And effectively, money was to an extent free, right? Um, and, it's and so how... Ha- having, yeah, cheap, uh, free or cheap, um, depending on your market. Therefore, having pools of liquidity, unused liquidity or inefficient liquidity was not that important. But now you can do something else with that money. You can invest it in treasuries or bonds or what have you. It matters that you optimize your liquidity position. And one of the levers to optimize your liquidity position is by reducing exceptions. And so you you, you manage your float across your international operations as narrowly as possible and and that you know ties up to a number of the, the themes we already touched on but in itself is a big driver, right? Because with interest rates in some markets over 5%, that's a significant cost of capital issue. Just go back to your question, how can a CFO in a corporate think about doing this? One of the constraints that CFOs tend to operate under is that typically our corporates will use a, an ERP system. So an, an enterprise s- system that does their accounting and creates their payments for them. And I think we have to recognize that, that this isn't a sort of every company has to, to you know, face these challenges alone, they typically have a, a vendor who will help them do that by providing this these ERP pl- platforms. And I think one of the things that you know, we've recognized is we have to put ourselves in the f- in the shoes of, of CFOs and operate within their existing operations. How can we optimize that use of the ERP system? And that's why we have this database we have of every bank in the world, which allows all these verification and validation services. We have created a version of those files which is optimized for uploading into um, vcrp systems what that allows is therefore the cfo can simply manage their existing system and we, we input our data into that system and that system then allows all of those ver- validations and verifications to happen within their existing platform so a simple life for a simpler life for our cfo customers but delivering the same benefits so i think that's one thing is we need to make sure we don't we don't want to create more complications here. We want to enable that straight through processing within the existing platform of our corporates. Um, And and that in itself is then a mechanism for then optimising liquidity. The the fewer exceptions, the fewer return payments, the fewer errors you have, the more you can optimise your liquidity to your uh, um, forecast cash flow. One other angle I think that we need to think about then is also the challenge, which I, I've touched on before, is typically these days businesses often interact with a huge number of customers, and you referred to this yourself. Collecting bank details from a huge number of customers—you know—you can think of insurance companies, you can think of marketplaces, or almost any uh, business where you you have a, a large B 2 C digital proposition is in this situation and that's going to grow because as these instant payment systems become more widespread increasingly people corporates want to take accept bank payments, not card payments, because they don't have the interchange fee. And when it's instant, you get instant value rather than waiting two days. That ability to accept bank payments is really critical. And what that means is CFOs suddenly become the owners of hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of bank account details keyed in by people. And people make mistakes. They type things wrong. Um, and we've all done it, right? We, we uh, When you're Typing in a string of digits, it's easy to make a mistake. And that for a CFO then becomes a problem in that you you get one potentially funds going to places where they shouldn't. But more importantly, you also get a negative customer experience because then you have to reach out to the customer and fix those problems. So that's where, again, I just refer back to you know where I, our hypothesis is we need to... M- Enable CFOs to catch those problems before they happen, and that's about pre-validation. That's about incorporating incorporating our family of APIs into the front end. So, as your customers typing in their bank details for later payouts, you can validate and say, "This is what you've entered. This is the entity you've entered. Are you sure the format? The format doesn't look right to us. Are you sure these are your bank details?" And I think that's a big challenge then resolved for customers because, again, fitting into that liquidity. Point you're managing your ability and your operations as efficiently as possible. As you get more uh, straight through processing, your cost of operation goes down and you can return that money to, the, to your bottom line.
0: Now, coming into the new year, what technology trends and regulations will have the most significant impact on companies?
1: Yeah, so I think that's a, that's that's a great question. Every year bring it's, it brings its new challenges. I think the main thing here is we will just see an intensification of the trends um, that we've seen to date. So more and more instant payments, more and more customer demand for instant payments and a growing set of cost challenges for CFOs. Um, Interest rates are high. Current forecasts are saying they're going to stay high um, and therefore that challenge of making sure your payment operations is efficient is is really, really important. When we look at that, I think what we're going to see is continued high levels of investment required in technology in using data services to optimise those payment journeys to get give a great customer experience and also to enable all of those efficiencies within companies about how they handle handle payments and doing so at a time when fraud um, is, is is forecast to increase constantly as you know as as that that bank account to bank account fraud vector becomes increasingly popular and therefore we need to you know all of us have needs to have layers of defence against that. Um, in the-
0: How about in the area of regulations, are there any trends that will arise as organizations adopt instant payments?
1: So I think there's some interesting movements that we're seeing in, in regulation across the world, and especially in, in APAC, as I was just learning la- last week. I think what are, what are some of these big trends? So I think one of them is the liability shift. So there's some of the markets are now experimenting with different types of liability shifts. Um, and I think one of the challenges for, for a CFO is just to be aware of what the expectation is in each market as regulators start to rethink the balance between Corporates, consumers, and banks about who should take the the loss on any uh, on any given fraud. The second thing is the rise of open banking. So open banking is now being rolled out in many geographies. I think that's an opportunity for corporates. It gives them a new way of having um, interacting with their customers and their vendors. It also poses a number of new challenges in terms of how to you know manage that type of interaction. And again, for us. What we see is pre-validation and verification of data is absolutely critical. All of the databases in the world and all of the technology services in the world are, are only as good as the data within them. And I think that that's why for us, that ability to make sure you've got the right data in your systems as a CFO is a really critical enabler.
0: What is your advice for CFOs as they look to optimize their strategies to counter these new trends?
1: In terms of advice, I think it would be um, to get ahead of a problem, which is think about taking action now rather than later, because Mm -hmm. one of the challenges is that you, as you delay a a problem in terms of making sure that you've got the right data and you're able to execute your operations, the, the, the more the bad data builds up. But the worse it is so validation and verification is absolutely critical we believe as getting it right as quickly as possible so you don't you avoid later problems and i'd link that back to the customer experience point which is the sooner you can get the, this front end validation happening so that you are able to um, help your customers correct their own mistakes you know the, the better because that creates greater customer satisfaction and then leads on to you know some of the other critical KPIs. I know we all follow such as you know, um, net promoter score. One thing we've we've seen a lot uh, as a challenge for CFOs is the inexorable rise of sanctions. Uh, so while sanctions um, the sanctions regimes published by OFAC and uh, all, all of the governments around the world they're primarily for banks. What we do see is in terms of the, this trend of efficiency, typically where a corporate issues a payment to a sanctioned entity, there'll be an implication, right, which is typically a cost from their partner banks at some point down down the value chain. And that's become very acute over the last couple of years because of geopolitics. So suddenly with all the, the events of the last couple of years the, the war in ukraine now some of the events in the middle east more and more entities every week in some country get added to a sanctions list and so it's very hard for cfos to keep up to date with all of that right um you don't know if uh, a partner that you've been paying for the last 20 years has suddenly appeared on a sanctions list and that can result in problems, you know, with the CFO's partner banks, but also in some jurisdictions for the the CFO themselves. And so how we've responded to that is with a service that we just just launched recently where we've combined this, this database of all the banks in the world with our, our sanctions products. So, real time now our customers can understand exactly, you know, I, this is the, the, I'm sending a payment to this entity, oh and it just appeared on the sanctions list in this country last night and that helps avoid a lot of this cost associated with sanctions payments it gives, I think, peace of mind um, and an ability to have a good night's sleep to their CFA. Yeah. We, we think that's when that is going to continue. Um obviously it's very hard to pr- predict geopolitics, but you know, in terms of again getting this theme of getting getting ahead of the curve, a good thing for CFOs to do is to try and get anticipate that and so have this real type feed the real time feed highlighting what payments are going to go end up in sanctioned entities and being able to avoid those and find another route or find another partner.
0: Ed, thank you for joining us on podchats for a future CFO. Uh,
1: f- thank you very much. Um, it's been great uh being here and being able to share some thoughts with you and um i look forward to continuing the debate
0: that was edward metzger vice president for payments efficiency at lexus Nexus risk solutions on the topic of guide to capturing opportunities under an evolving payments landscape you are listening in the podcast for future cfo as always if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel simply email us at editors at society.com we'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CFO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CFO. Bye for now.